0: On this anniversary, I want to thank you, Reverend Paul McPhail and Chatham Christian Center for being a leader of faith in your community. And I want to go to a 1965 McLean's article, which reads, Chatham looks comfortable. In the more affluent residential neighborhoods, Victorian mansions sit behind tree shaded lawns and there are downtown offices that reflect a leisurely and placid attitude by closing for lunch and for mid-morning and mid-afternoon coffee breaks. Chatham was beaming in this era with about 40,000 people back in 1965. Yet, despite how it looked, the news article goes on to report a little more and it tells us that politicians and their families were actually beginning to live in fear from nameless community threats. There were tensions arising between in-house communities and even in Ontario, scandals among liberal churches were starting to make the news. Well, Chatham had once been voted the best place in Ontario to live way to go Chatham in 1975, it's walls of security and hope were breaking down. And what happens in a community when the walls of hope start to crumble? where do people turn to for hope? Well, on March 1st, 1975, a leader with a vision, courage and stamina decided with a team that it was time to move forward in the fulfilling the calling of God. On that day, Paul MacPhail with his leadership around him purchased this church building in Chatham from the Lutherans. On that day, 46 years ago, a man and a team committed to following a mandate to preach and teach the gospel to all the nations, sacrificed their time, their finances, and resources. While many of those founders may no longer be here, some may have even passed to eternal glory. Some did not even withstand the attacks of the evil one, and some have left, unfortunately, their walk with God. Some have grown so much under the leadership of this church that they were released in their giftings to other locations. Despite all these circumstances, a remnant is still here today. And I want you to give God a big praise for that because he is worthy to be praised because you are still there. There is a remnant fighting the good fight. You are standing alongside that same leader, Reverend Paul McPhail, And what a victory, what an accomplishment, and what a journey. 46 years and Chatham Christian Center, you are still standing. To God the glory, to God the honor, to God the praise for that. God has certainly strengthened your hands. So today, I'm going to be reading from Nehemiah 6, verse 1 to 2, verse 9, and then 15 to 16. We read in Nehemiah 6. We read the word in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Now, when Sanbalat and Tobiah and Jashem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I, Nehemiah, had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it, Sanbalat and Jashem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together at Heciferim in the plain of Ono, but they intended to do me harm. Verse nine for they all wanted to frighten us thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. But now, O God, strengthen my hands. Verse 15 to 16. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month Elul in 52 days. And when all their enemies heard of it, All the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for today. Thank you for this opportunity to speak your word, to hear your truth, to encourage a people, Lord, that you have placed there in Chatham. I pray that you would use me mightily for your glory and that your revelatory word would speak to us and change us Transform us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take time today to honor the leadership that God has placed in Chatham Christian Center and talk about how it takes trust, compassion, encouragement, and prayer. Four things to build the church of God. So I have titled this message, Oh God, strengthen my hands. Can you say that with me? Oh God, strengthen my hands. This is intended for audiences of all ages, all categories, all work areas, all home areas, whether you're single, whether you're married, this message is for you. It's not just for the Chatham church. And I want to say that to build the church of God, we must look to the context of what is happening in this passage. We see that Nehemiah is here and he's crying out to God because the enemy has raised up. And the first thing that he says in chapter six, which he says a couple times throughout the whole book is, oh God, strengthen my hands. So the first thing I want you to say is, oh God, strengthen my hands to lead with trust. Nehemiah had faith in the love and in the sovereignty of God. Nehemiah was a lay person. He wasn't even a priest. He wasn't a prophet. He certainly wasn't a pastor. But he was someone who worked in the secular, someone who had integrity, someone who was called by God to lead his people out of hardship. He was very responsible. He was a cupbearer, a very trusted position, a position in which he was in charge of making sure that the king was never, ever poisoned. And so Nehemiah would taste the king's drink before give it to him at mealtime. And because this was a risky job, the cupbearer actually had an incredible salary and lived in what was like a resort, a place of comfort, a place of indulgences. So Nehemiah was living the life. He wasn't this poor cupbearer. He was making, he was rocking in the cash. And if that were me, or if that were you, risking our lives daily, I think I would also negotiate being paid really well. Because he was a man of integrity, a man who gained the king's trust, when it was time for Nehemiah to actually step up, when he felt God had called him into a community to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he said, hey, king, I need help, this is what's going on. My city, my people, they're in ruins. They're desperate. Their homes have been destroyed. The enemy has moved in. They've allowed other nations to come and to live into what was once their territory. I wanna go and help them. The king actually gave favor to Nehemiah because God had given him favor. The king trusted Nehemiah. And since Nehemiah was trusted, the king said yes. Go, what do you need? I will give you everything you need. Since Nehemiah trusted in God, all things worked in his favor. Nehemiah 1.5, we read in the book of God. O oh Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love his and keep his commandments. Nehemiah was talking to God in the first chapter and he was reminding God of who he was. When the people who were building the wall needed a leader to look to in times of distress, in times of uncertainty, they could trust Nehemiah. They knew they could put their trust in a leader who would trust God because God was the only one he knew who could lead him through this turmoil. In Proverbs one, the Bible says, "'You will find favor and good success "'in the sight of God and man. If you trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean your own understanding. In today's society, too many people lean on their own understanding. Many people are talking about, oh, I'm going to follow my heart. I have to follow my dreams. I need to follow the the thoughts of, of the world, of what I'm feeling. And people are not understanding that God is not calling us to lean upon our own thoughts. He's not calling us to lean on our own emotions. He's not calling us in a time of turmoil, in a time of anxiety, to let our emotions control the way. No, he's calling us to depend on God, to trust in him as Chatham Christian Center you have over the past 46 years. Nehemiah prayed and he said, strengthen my hands. When he was saying the word strengthen and he was looking to God for trust and he was looking to his sovereignty, that word comes from a Hebrew context, which actually means God help me to prevail with urgency, help me to be sustained, help and encourage me. And that is the prayer that we need today, Chatham Christian Center, and everyone listening out there, that we are calling upon God today, and we are asking, and we are needing to depend on God to sustain us. As Nehemiah said, sustain me, urgently give me success, because my human strength is scaling. We cannot build these walls on our own. The people cannot find hope on their own. We need you, God, to help us to get through this for a strong leadership in today's age, we need to trust in God. And secondly, we also need to pray. When we start to pray and we start to ask God to lead us and that we can trust in him, this leads us to actually say, oh God, strengthen my hands to lead with compassion. Compassion is something that Nehemiah had in order to pray the way he did and in order to have the trust that he had in God. When Nehemiah, who was living lavishly in the palace, he had heard that the Jewish people were distressed. In chapter one, verse four, it says that he spent four months thinking about this issue. It's not like, oh, yeah, we heard about that tragedy. Um, That poor pastor's son was killed. Oh, that was tragic. Um. Yeah, he was hit by a car. The car didn't stop. Um, and then we forget about it after a month. After two months, it's old news. By four months, hey, didn't even remember it happened. No, Nehemiah was the type of leader who was so distressed, who was moved with such compassion for the exiles that in those four months, he was mourning. He grieved. He could feel their pain. And even though Nehemiah was exiled and now he was part of, of this palace and was in a great place, he did not forget about the people who were suffering. And so what did he do? Because he was moved to compassion as Chan Christian Center. You are called to be moved to compassion. As your leader is called to be moved to compassion, we are sometimes called to fast. And fasting was such a, a, a discipline, a spiritual discipline that God has, has called in, in the word for us to do that Nehemiah said, hey, I'm denying myself of what I deserve. I'm denying myself my indulgences. I'm denying what the palace is offering me. I'm denying what my salary is given me because he needed to remember. He wanted to remember. His heart was so moved that he said, I'm going to remember those who have less than me, those whose homes are destroyed, those whose gates, the gates of Jerusalem have been burned. I'm remembering. I'm moved with compassion to the point that, that dear God, I can't sleep. I'm, I'm mourning. I'm groaning in the spirit. I, I see how they're no longer protected from the other nations invading them. Nehemiah put his trust in God. He fasted. For four months, he sought the face of God. For four months, he was moved with compassion to pray for these people, for a community where the walls had been torn down, where the enemy had moved in. And with such confidence and trust in God, he sought him out because he knew that when he was fasting, when he was denying the flesh, when he was denying his indulgences, he was moved with compassion so that his people, would become part of the throne of God, that he could take them to the throne of God and that God himself would be moved with compassion to work in their favor. Chatham Christian Center, you were built here in Chatham because the leadership had a vision had a compassion for a community, a community where things started to uproar, where things started to to not look how it once was, where it was voted the best place to live in Ontario, where where opposition was taking fold, where, where the enemy was starting to gain ground, and someone stood up. Reverend Paul McPhail and his leadership said, hey, we are not going to stand for this. We are not gonna have the enemy take control. We are not gonna have him do what he wants to do. No, we are going to give up hope to the nation of Canada. We are going to give a hope to Chatham. We are going to be moved with compassion for this community. In the Gospels, we are told about 24 times that Jesus was compassionate so much that he had to help those who presented their needs to him. In Matthew 9, verse 36, the word of God says that Jesus, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Matthew 14, 14, when Jesus went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them and healed their sick. And Mark 8, chapter, verse two, verse to three, Jesus said, I feel compassion for the people Because they have remained with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from a great distance. When I go abroad, when I even go to another city, when I'm preaching here, live streaming to Chatham, if I think of those poorest places. I think of those areas. I think of the church. I think of the communities that that are in need. I think of why would someone ever take so much time to to dwell in the word, to fast and to pray, to seek the, the hand of God, why would anyone ever want to go to these nations? Why would anyone sacrifice their time on a Sunday evening to preach to a small town? Why? Because I do this out of compassion, because I remember where God called me out of. I remember he called me from El Salvador. He called me from a civil war. He called my parents out of there as refugees, taking me and my brother as an infant and a toddler on their backs, in their arms, fleeing from the bombs as they were going across their heads, as the militia were coming in, as they were running on foot, seeing the dead bodies on the side. When I go to Congo and I see the war-stricken area and I see the people who live in fear because their own government is against them, When I know where God has taken me out of, and I know that he has saved me in 2002 from the grips of the devil, from the grips of hell, I can say, I too, I freely have received, so I freely will give. This is why you, Chatham Christian Center, you are doing the good work of God. You are reaching out to the nations. You are reaching out through this center, through this church, and you are doing what God has called you to do, which is to trust in him, which is to be moved with compassion to raise up leaders like myself so that we can continue to pray for God strengthening our hands so that we may be moved by compassion to do the work of God. And not only here and not only in Chatham, but worldwide, telling people, letting them know that Jesus is the reason for their hope, for their salvation, that he is the light at the end of the tunnel to continue to build a strong church. Number three, I would encourage you to pray. Oh, God, strengthen my hand to encourage. In Nehemiah chapter four, verse 14, the word of God says, do not be afraid of them. Nehemiah was speaking to the Jews and and the enemy was closing in and they were gonna come and attack them when they were sleeping. They were gonna come and destroy their families. But Nehemiah said to them, don't be afraid. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Nehemiah reminded them of their history with God. And he said, hey, it's your turn. God saved you from time and time again. He took you out of the land of Egypt. He opened the Red Sea. He he destroyed Pharaoh and the armies. And now you have to remember, take up the courage, pick up the strength, and know that now you too can fight for your family because God is with you you. Nehemiah encouraged them. And he said to them, Hey, you were in the worst of worst situations when you were slaves to Egypt. But Nehemiah 420, he reminded them, our God will fight for us. Chatham Christian Center and everyone who's listening to this message, our God will fight for us. Your God will fight for you. You gotta believe that word of truth. You gotta hold on to the word of God. You gotta know that in this time your mental health is being affected when the enemy is t- tormenting you at night, when you can't even sleep, when anxiety is uproaring, when you feel like your family is being attacked, when your family, you're losing your grip on them. When you feel like your son or your daughter is just going nuts and, and you don't know what to do with them. When you feel like you don't know how to help them. And they're going down in the pits when seeing your loved one emotionally being distressed and you don't know what else to do. You got to go to the Word of God and you got to find your salvation in Jesus and you got to remember that your God will fight for you. Nehemiah, encourage the people in Chatham Christian Center. You you remember the gruesome times that, that you were in as a church. Perhaps there were times when you were in a financial crisis. Perhaps there were times when your leadership's health was failing. Perhaps there was someone dear in your congregation who was given a death sentence. Maybe the worst of the worst seemed to pile up on top of you. Yet a leader in your congregation, maybe Paul McPhail, maybe someone around the board, maybe someone on his team, maybe his wife, maybe an elder, maybe a praying elderly woman came up to you and reminded you and encouraged you and said, God is going to fight for you. I can't even. Count the number of times God has given me a word of encouragement. When I have been praying alone and crying incessantly throughout the night, when no one can hear or see my tears, when no one can hear my cries to God, when no one can see the tears streaming down my face, but then I get an email or a call the next day and someone's saying, I'm praying for you, Hara. You're out in the Congo, you're out in Cuba, you're out in Guyana, but here we are, we're interceding, we're fasting for you, wow. Those are the times that I needed the encouragement from someone like Nehemiah as a leader who would say, listen, in the midst of opposition, in the midst of fear, in the midst when you don't know what to do, in the midst where people are talking about you, in the midst where financial stability seems like it's in a crisis, when your job is being threatened, when your financial stability in your home seems like, how am I going to make it the next day? Nehemiah raised up as a leader. Chatham Christian Center raised up as a leader in, in Chatham and used opposition to fuel and ignite his passion, to press on with God's work and to pray. Nehemiah said, hey, wait a minute. There's uh, this stuff that's coming up against us and, and, and there is a scheming going on. Well, chapter six in Nehemiah, Sembalat Tobiah, these guys who who were basically Sambalat was the ringleader of the opposition he was a political leader and and he had had gotten these other guys to work with him from other districts and he was like hey you know Judea's coming in they're they're really reeling in and and they want to take us over and, and they want to destroy us and so they hired and and they said hey let's get some false prophets let's conspire against Nehemiah. Let me tell you the times that the enemy has raised up a lie against this ministry or has raised up a lie against your ministry or has raised up a lie gossip against your life. And what have you had to do? You have had to either cry and and fall into a state of depression and ask why and this hurts. Yes, it hurts. But what did Nehemiah do? Instead of letting the enemy lure him in, instead of letting the lies come into his ear and and that manifest, and that take control. He said, "Hey, you know what? I am not going to meet with these people. I am not going to meet in the middle with the enemy. I am not going to be lured into their plan." And so he said in chapter 4 verse 6, "So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half of its height, for the people worked with all their hearts." Nehemiah, he kept on building. He kept on constructing, he kept on encouraging and he kept on saying, hey, hey, come on guys, come on, follow me, come on, we can do this, come on, you can do this, you got your family around you, you got your people around you, you can do this, I've given you the weapons, I've given you the armory, come on, we can do this together. Chatham Christian Center, you can do this together. It takes some kind of leader to have the people work with all their hearts, The Bible says that they worked with all their hearts. And why? Because when you are sold out for a vision, when you are sold out for something that you believe in so much, when the people of Chatham Christian Center are sold out for the vision of that church, then they are going to follow the visionary. They're going to follow the board. They are going to follow the leader. Once you get those followers, once people start following the vision and the call and saying, yeah, we want to preach the gospel. Yeah. We want people to know about this hope. Yeah. We want to give Chatham a center of refuge, a place where people can pray, a place where police officers and chaplains can meet, a place where people can say, yes, we can meet in a respectful way and not be scared of each other. Once you get those followers. And once people are sold out for the vision, once they are behind you 100%, it doesn't matter what the gossip is. It doesn't matter what the lies are. It doesn't matter what the ridicule is. It doesn't matter the opposition that rises up against you. The people will be motivated and will have your back as a leader. And Paul McPhail, let me tell you, Brethren, Brother, the people have your back because God has your back. The people will work with all of their hearts because you are working with all your hearts. So when Nehemiah says the people worked with all their hearts, what kind of man was Nehemiah? What kind of person was he really? How did he get the people to work with everything they had? They worked with their minds. They worked with their bodies. They worked with their resources. They worked with their energy, their families, their will, and their heart. A leader who trusts in God who encourages the people, is a person who has also been encouraged by God himself. And so we move on to the next point. And I want you, Chatham Christian Center, and everyone else who's listening to say with me, oh God, strengthen my hands to now lead with prayer. The fourth point, we wanna ask God to strengthen our hands to lead with prayer. Because chapter one in Nehemiah begins with prayer. Chapter 13 ends with prayer. Nehemiah was continuously coming before the Lord, continuously coming before the throne of God. And he was not just a man of prayer when there was trouble. The word of God says in 4.9, And we pray to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. Nehemiah was a wise man a wise leader, a wise man in his position because he was no stranger to having a communicative relationship with God. With prayer, Nehemiah could equip the people. He could build the people. He could help them fight to support their families. And not only was Nehemiah able to say, okay, God, I'm praying you. I'm seeking your face. Um, That's it. All right. Be with them. No. Nehemiah was not only equipped in prayer, but he also gave the Jews equipment after he encouraged them and told them how to use it. Chapter four, verse 13. So in the lowest parts of the space, behind the wall, in open places, I stationed the people by their clans with their swords, their spears, and their bows. Wow. Nehemiah didn't only say, hey, yeah, sure, yeah, I'm gonna pray for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, you know, um, oh, that's too bad. Okay, let me pray with you. Okay, bye. No, Nehemiah gave the people tools to overcome their obstacles. And so he said, we're gonna build this wall. You guys are gonna take in one hand, you're gonna take uh, an ax. In another hand, you're gonna take a knife. And the other people in your family, they're gonna be building. The opposition was rough. In chapter six, verse nine, the Bible says, They all wanted to frighten us. The enemy was thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. The enemy was conspiring, was planning. He was threatening. He was intimidating. But rather than being paralyzed in fear, rather than running away, rather than stopping the work of God, rather than saying, hey, I'm not going to church tomorrow. Hey, I'm not going to be on, li- on the live stream today. Hey, I'm not going to tune into my church online this week. Hey, you know what? I, I think uh, I just rather go out today. You know what? I'm not feeling so well. Uh, I think I'm just going to stay home and 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 not see uh, what God did in the church today. You know, I- I'm not feeling really well. Someone said something, or I'm kind of a little sad this week about what's going on financially. Um, I don't think I-, I can I can tune in with my brothers and sisters this week on on YouTube or on Facebook rather than be paralyzed in fear or run away. Nehemiah prayed this, and it's the greatest verse of the night. He said, but now, oh God, strengthen my hands. People of God, Chatham Christian Center, in 52 days under Nehemiah's leadership, the walls were built. And chapter nine, verse 16 says, and when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid, and they fell greatly on their own esteem, for they had perceived that this work had accomplished and only been accomplished with the help of our God. Chatham Christian Center, everything that has been built upon that church everything that has built, been built within those walls, everything that has been built outside of those walls has only been done because God has been with you, because he has strengthened your hand. He has strengthened the leadership. And that is something that we must continuously pray, that God would strengthen our hands to not run away, that we would say, we refuse to be intimidated. We refused to be people who will say, no, I'm not gonna do this, yeah, Maya was a person who said, I am sure of myself. I am sure of the calling of God. He was sure of his call. Reverend Paul McPhail, you are sure of your call. Sister Ginny, you are sure of your call. The leadership of that church, you are sure of your call. I know it, I sense it, I'm speaking to you right now. And I am affirming your call and I'm continuing to prophesy over you that you will continue to receive a renewed strength today. And I continue to prophesy over you that you would have a renewed health from head to toe in that leadership in the name of Jesus right now. That anything that would be trying to perturb you, to throw you off the vision, the mandate of God, in the name of Jesus, I come up against the enemy. And I pray for God's favor and blessing to continuously bless you today. Do not back down. Nehemiah did not back down. He wasn't going to give in to the lies. Chatham Christian Center, do not give in to the lies. Do not give in to the opposition. Do not give in to the taunting. Do not give in to the deceit of the enemy, the flesh, or the world, because God has called you to victory. Hallelujah. In late 2005, when I came across Paul, Reverend Paul McPhail's email, and I had asked him if he knew of anywhere or anybody where I could go do a short-term mission trip. I wanna let you know that Reverend Paul McPhail had never met me, and I had never met him. The missionary that he referred me to, Charles Wilner, had never met, had never spoken to. They knew nothing about me. They knew nothing about the church I was from. We knew nothing about each other, but God spoke to them and they took a chance on me. And because of that chance, they referred me to Congo. And in Congo was the beginning of this ministry, evangelistic, missional for God's glory. I want to say thank you because there was a man, a leader like Nehemiah in Chatham Christian Center who could hear from God, who had a vision, who had prayed for God's hand to strengthen him, to encourage him, who had prayed for discernment and who had prayed that he would be used mightily in Chatham. And not only from Chatham would a church be built, but ministries, would go out worldwide. And I am one of those fruits. I am one of those people that he took a chance on me. Now and day, it's very hard to get on the pulpit of any church. It's very hard for anyone to accept a ministry that is not scared of the Holy Spirit. And so I am thankful that you, Chatham Christian Saddam, Reverend Paul McPhail, that you are not running away from the call of God and that you are accomplishing what God has called you to do. You are standing up for the marginalized. You are standing up for visible minorities like myself. You are standing up for people in Canada who will say, yes, you know what? I'm gonna give that person a chance. They wanna serve God and I wanna see them serve God. You are standing up for people who have no hope, where people are looking for hope. Paul, along with Chatham Christian Center, you have a mandate from God and your mandate is this to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out demons freely. You received freely. You have given Matthew ten eight. So today I bless your family, Reverend Paul McPhail. I bless your health. I bless your ministry. And I bless your congregation. And above all, I bless the name of the Lord for filling you with the gifts of the Holy Spirit to discern and to obey whom to disciple. Because there are many more who are waiting to be discipled. Your time is not done yet, Chris Chatham Christian Center. Your time is not up yet, Reverend Paul McPhail. No, no, no. Believe and receive that word from God. You still have many years. I know you planted this church when you were in your late twenties, and you are still being the lead pastor there after 46 years. But you know what? God is not finished with you. And God has been there through the pain, through the agony, through the hurt, through death and illness, but through it all, Chatham Christian Center, God has been faithful and great joy arises. Despite how far you've come, Don't let your guard down. I encourage you to fight the good fight. As 1 Timothy 6.12 tells you, to preach the truth of Jesus Christ, to preach salvation, to preach that there's no other name above in the heavens or on earth to whom we shall bow and that we are to disciple others. We are to cast out demons and heal in Jesus name. We are not to be scared of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for you, Reverend Paul McPhail and Chatham Christian Center is that you have a heart that is continually being transformed into the likeness of god and through your actions that they would align with the word of god and people would come to know him as lord and savior that jesus is the way the truth and the life if it's not by him no one goes to the father may your hands be strengthened today May you lead with trust, may you lead with compassion, may you lead with encouragement, and may you lead with anointed prayer so that everyone across Chatham who's listening to the live stream, who is praying for a miracle today, who is looking to a church, who is looking for hope, that they would know that the light of Jesus is in this church, hallelujah. Let us pray.